Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold your horses. Hold your horses. Before we jump into this podcast, we need to just share one thing for one thing with you. Matt Dyer, please take it away. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ruby, my gold daughter and friend of Sam Cropper. That sounds really sad. I'm that so sounds sorry. really weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Yes, happy birthday, Ruby. That's she's one, one today. One. Well, she's not she's one, one today, but she is now one. And um, she's going to grow up and she's going to listen to this one day, maybe when she's like 10 years old and think, who the fuck are these weirdos and why are they give me a shout out on my birthday? But here at Sour <laughs> Antics, we, we like to give birthday shout outs. Why have I had a birthday shout for the last 10 years from these two, <laughs> from my godfather? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, happy birthday, dear Ruby. Happy birthday to you. Yes, happy birthday, Ruby. And oh. now, normal service will resume. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Salma Antics podcast. He's Matt. I'm Sam. He absolutely defiled a role last week. And I didn't. And that's just the way it is. A role? Yes. You had uh, a nice, crusty roll with <laughs> vintage <laughs> cheese spread. <laughs> Okay, this is revenge for the... Uh... <laughs> okay. Go on, go on. He had a nice crusty roll with vintage cheese spread as butter, yes. pre-cooked bacon, boar yes. cheese grated on top, and just when you think this, this is making your mouth water, he then decided to add some Watsits to it. Right, okay. In my defence, the Watsits give the roll a little bit more of a crunch. Okay. The, now the filling is already overpowering enough with the with the cheese and and the bacon and the cheese mm. bread, but the watsits just add that little bit of little bit of crunch and a little bit of cheesy tanginess. So, uh, honestly, it was it was very adequate. I mean, it, it felt to me like um, make spending hours and hours slaving away creating the most amazing roast dinner and then lathering ketchup all over it it's just it it's no it's an, this is nice to know from me okay well we'll have to agree to disagree on that Sagora, won't we i mean yeah but <laughs> equally because you decided to put this in the group chat it was not just me that said no that's not right no you are correct uh <laughs> Special guest Glenn also was um, not having it, was he? I won't continue the rest of that conversation, though, because it did take a drastic turn away from sandwiches, so we'll move on. Very good. Uh, so, Robert, we are on episode number 36. 36. As always, thank you so, so much for your support. I want to start with some good news, Sagora. Good news! They said Sandero's back in the UK. No, it's 
not the PCS app there. <laughs> but it is Crossrail. Hmm. It's been announced today that Crossrail is finally <laughs> opening on the 24th of May. And wow. Only a little that, bit late. Well, it's... Well, I worked it out earlier, didn't I, Sir Grover? It was... Yep. Um, bear with. So it's supposed to open in 2018. And... Uh, you know, sometimes, Sir Grover, you're on the uh, platform and you might hear a thing saying, sorry, that your WhatsApp service is delayed by approximately, you know, six minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made the, the Crossrail version up. So this is what people will hear cool. upon the first arrival of that first train on the 24th. We are sorry, but the 2018 Crossrail service to Paddington via Liverpool Street has been delayed by approximately 2,102,400 minutes. TFL apologises for this late <laughs> running and the inconvenience caused. Two million minutes, Sagrava. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so anyway, that's my weekend sorted on the weekend of the 24th. That's, so that's you're going to go down to London and have a little uh, go on it, are you? Well, so cool, this is a thing. Crossrail can be used during the epic London Tube Challenges this for is quicker true. transfers. So, you know, you've got to, got to get the info while you can. This is very, very true. Anyway, enough about Crossrail, enough about me. So, Cobra, hmm. how the devil have you been this week? It's been a good week from, from memory. Um, I can't remember much of what happened... Before, um, obviously, we had two. I had two short weeks because I had last Friday off of work. Um, and I can't remember much what happened before then because I think it was just work and boring. But after that, I was in Bristol this weekend, yeah, um, nice. which was really good. Really enjoyed spending my time up there. Um, and then I came back on the Sunday, just gone. Then on the Monday, which was Bank Holiday Monday, I went and watched the mighty Eastleigh FC. Versus Halifax Town. Eastleigh FC. Matt Dyer. You well, did allude Ham to this last week, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Hampshire's Blue and White has got a new season ticket holder. It is Sam oh, Proper. Oh, my God. All right, I worked this out, okay? So it cost me £20 for a ticket on the door, yeah? Yeah. A season ticket that I bought is was £175. Hang on Four. a minute. So, how many games in a season? There's 23 home games. So that so that would have cost 230. Mm -hmm. wow. Yep. Yeah. Well, no, so 20, 20 pound on the door, so it'd been over 400 pounds, and I've got it for 175. Well, that is that is what how the Halifax man used to say. So, he always used to give you extra. And in yeah. this case, he's given the rivals, Eastley FC, extra. Yeah, extra, yeah. The thing that throws me is, um, so when you get a season ticket for a league team, you don't get any like special thing. You just, you choose where you sit in the stadium and um, you get given a card, which you go and you swipe and stuff. Mm. Um, I get a sticker on my seat that says reserved. Nice. Does it have <laughs> your name underneath it? Yeah. Does it actually? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> please, please put Mr. S. Cropper Esquire. You please I was actually gonna put um Mr. S. Cropper, former Guinness World Record holder, BA on <laughs> I'm not quite sure that, I'm not quite sure that would fit on there, unfortunately. 
Well, so I need to look into this because, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I've spoken about it on the podcast or not, but I need to look into, because I've got that square foot of land in Scotland because of that whiskey that I had. Yes. Came of, yeah. I need to double check the... The Odin um, the Basically, they sent you a certificate through and it's all of the, like, the legal, um, I don't want to say jargon, but like the actual contract itself of having this land. Yeah. Uh, the deed, like the title deed sort of thing, but not really. Mm-hmm. I need to double check to see if I can become like a lord or something. Because I think there's something in it that um, I can't make it a sovereign nation, obviously. But <laughs> I want to check to see if I can um, get use it as ti- a title. To get a title because I have a square foot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am not ever going to introduce you to this podcast. His royal lordship. <laughs> Mr. Lord, Lord Sam Cropper. Lord Sam Cropper, you can buck right off. Oh, oh good lord. Good lord indeed. But, but anyway, enough about me, Matt How have you been this week? Shit. Yes. Yes. That is all. It's not been a great week for you. No, it's continuing to be shit as well. So, yes. I have nothing else to say. Actually, no, I bought a, uh, I bought a gaming PC. At the weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I've been playing some uh, Euro Truck Simulator. Um, Very nice. Uh, over the weekend, um, there are some little upgrades I'm going to do to it in order to be able to play, you know, more. Let's say bigger games. So eventually, I'll be running GTA Five on the PC. Going to mob the shit out of it. Um, <laughs> the other games, uh, um, my cousin's going to teach me how to play that. Um, um, yeah, just probably, maybe a bit of eye racing. Eye <gasps> racing's a go up. I didn't think of this. Why did I not think hey. put eye racing on? Ah, oh, damn it. Okay, so that's something to do. Yeah. So um, there is one other... more thing though, but uh, is there... that did happen last week. What happened? You went and got um, you went to harvester, didn't you? Yeah. Yes. What's your point? That was a good thing that happened last week. Well, no, I didn't go to the harvester. I got a takeaway. Oh, well, it's still something good. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, I also had a... pasta for dinner on one day, and I had. Uh... <laughs> well, we just go for our dinners. <laughs> oh well, there is one thing we do need to talk about when we, while we're on the topic of dinners. Oh, for fuck's sake! Okay, what now? Uh, Saturday, you weren't very happy with the pre- presentation of my steak, were you? Mistaken chips. What? When I got steak and chips on Friday night, you weren't happy with the presentation of it, were you? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I forgot about this, Zegrama. Um, did I, did I reply it on the... Um, I've got to have to look at this now because I can't actually remember. So uh, I'll put on my story um, on Instagram and Facebook because I am that bitch that does both. Um, I put on the story. Uh, oh, I can't view steak, it anymore. It was steak, chips, and um, like a salad. And within, and I mean minutes of it going up, I get a message in capital letters from Matt, basically saying the chips are in a fucking bowl. <laughs> I mean, can you just clarify? Can you? Yeah. Uh, oh, I haven't got it to look at it, but they were like they were literally like four chips in that bowl. Um, I'll send it over. 
So, so far, I've, I've got the uh, I've got mine now, and um, so the steak looks exceptional. Mm. I will, will, will say that there seems to be some kind of side salad shit garnish thing. Yeah, um, it's basically spinach and pickled spinach, What's spinach that? and pickled onions. Pickled onion with a steak. Yeah, and then we come to chips in a bowl. Yep. Okay. In this bowl, there are probably about... In fact, I can actually count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think there are about ten chips in this bowl. <laughs> so for context, it's pathetic. The steak cut like chips, the really, really thick ones. But, yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It, it does not matter at all. There's, is there or is there not ten chips in this pot? <laughs> there was, there was this a, isn't even angry about it. You said, uh, yeah. But there was popcorn sauce that saved the dish, so it's all good. What does it keep magic you up extra chips in it? It didn't, no. But oh, it, it, I'm it, sorry, it, so when the waitress came over, I would have thrown that bucket right in her face. I, I couldn't have done that, she was very helpful. Hmm. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. going to pass over to the angriest man I know. Matt Dyer, please take it away. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Angry Man Reviews with me, your host, voice of reason, calmness, eater of food and drinker of drink, Matt Dyer. An angriest person. Oh, kind of... No, I don't think I'm angry, so I think you just need to calm it down a bit. Um, We've got 36 episodes that prove otherwise. <laughs> anyway, this is my section. Do you want to shut up or what? <laughs> Go on, proceed. This week, Sagora, I've got an Angry Man Reviews. Unfortunately, it, I don't think it really applies anymore. Okay. Um, however, it did used to really piss me off at the time. And I pissed everybody off at the time. Okay. Um, so let's go back three or four years ago. Maybe let's go through about three years ago. Pre-pandemic, okay. you're at a London railway station and your yep. train's not leaving for another 15 minutes. And you think, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll go for a piss before I get on the train. Yeah. You go. You go. You go. <laughs> you, go. You, you, go. you go to the toilets within that mainline station. Yeah. You get there and there are fucking barriers in the way because you have to pay between 30 and 50p. Yeah. You're having a laugh. Oh no, for a basic Sorry. Human th- oh, yeah. Between 30 and 50p to do what every human in the planet needs to do. Yep. What are they going to do next? Charge 20p for each time you exhale your breath? Like It is getting ridiculous, isn't it? I think at Waterloo, I think it was Waterloo. I can't quite remember. Yeah, Waterloo's got uh, Waterloo. It was like 50p. Yeah. yeah, Waterloo's expensive. And I was like, really uh, sorry? And the thing is, you could kind of understand it if the toilets were really, really nice, but they weren't. Yeah. They were a shithole. So where the hell was that? Well, literally, they were a shithole. Where the hell yeah. was that money going? Yeah, I remember Waterloo. Was it Waterloo? I think it was Waterloo. Waterloo, you have to go down the stairs. Yeah. yeah and yeah. same with Victoria as well. Victoria, you have to go down the stairs. Clapham Junction's the one that gets me, though, because you're upstairs in that, like, woodeny. um concourse thing that goes over the state over the, the platforms it's right, at, it's right at the end so you get right at the end then you have the barriers blocking the way through and if you've got luggage you're just fucked 
So oh, you can't sorry, you would not catch me going getting my todger out in Clapham. Bloody hell. There's no going what <laughs> you heard. Okay. I, I would not be going to the toilet in Clapham, Sagora. I'm sorry. I would rather piss myself, quite honestly. But we have to address you can't go to the toilet on the train. That's against the rules. That's just just uh, see yeah, the, the, right. So you know me, Matt Dyer, been on many a train in my lifetime. Yeah. Um I would never, and I think I've only ever once and never again use the toilet on the train. Mm. That is yeah. a there's a Matt Dyer top tip right there. So just, um, don't, just don't do it. Just honestly, what? no. The train is moving and it doesn't just move like laterally. It moves horizontally as well. It's like it just the whole thing just moves. So you end up just shaking and no, nah, you don't want to do it. <laughs> so um like yeah, luckily we now live in a world where you can go to a mainline train station and you don't have to pay for the toilet. I'd be interested actually if any listeners know of anywhere where you still have to pay other than like seas i know like seaside resorts sometimes like if there's like private toilets they'll charge you like 20p or whatever yeah but i'd be interesting to know whether there are any places that still charge you for a basic goddamn human right um if, if there are then please let me know via our social media i'd be Thrill to know, Sagora. Mm. I would be as well. I think it's mm. it's quite an interesting because I can't remember when they um, removed them. I think it was about a year prior to COVID, so I think oh, it was okay. possibly the be- end of twenty eighteen, beginning of nineteen. I think it was more likely nineteen. Um, but now, like it's ridiculous. Like now, the like. Actually, no, the really interesting thing. So you had all had to pay for all those toilets at all those yeah. mainline stations, except St Pancras, and St Pancras had the nicest toilets. Very, what I would say is very premium, very very good toilets. In fact, I think once before I actually got the train, got the tube from Piccadilly Circus to St Pancras just to use the toilet. How, I don't quite understand. That's something Matt Dyer would do. <laughs> I don't quite understand how the podcast has got towards reviewing train station toilets in London, but I actually want to get involved in this. But yeah, um, <clears throat> so Pancras was always the, um, the the nicest toilets of a railway station in London, and they were free. So there we go. Top tip. Might have to travel sometimes, but you get what you pay for. Mm. Anything else to add? <laughs> I don't have anything else to add to that one. No. So I have a... I've just searched this. There is a... It was 2019. The toilet charges were scrapped. I still, ne- I still don't understand how that motion got passed. I really don't. Because, it, like, like you said, it, it's a basic human thing. Like... It's making money, Sigurd. Yeah, well, it's why we're still sticky, and that's not right. Mm. You're paying for it. (laughs) 
Oh, shit, someone at the door. Hang on. Oh, oh God. Hello, and welcome to Matt Dyer's Solo 5 Minutes here on the Sam Antics Podcast, now to be rebranded the Matt Dyer Podcast with me, Matt Dyer. And uh, I hope you're all having basically a radio show at this point, isn't it? I get some music to play. Um, I hope you're all having a wonderful day. And um, I don't know where my co-host had gone. What could possibly be so important that fucking door goes when he's doing an international podcast? I tell you what, I was fuming earlier. He messaged me about four o'clock and he said, can we can we record the podcast prior to eight o'clock tonight? I was like, okay, a bit odd. Uh, Are you bitching yes, for? yes, we can record the podcast before eight o'clock. So I didn't think anything of it. Anyway, so then he messaged earlier, he sent a voice note. It was kind of indicating that he was going to watch the football at eight o'clock. Now, the football tonight is Manchester City in the Champions League. Sal Cropper is a Manchester United supporter. So what he's basically done is he has asked his good friend and fellow CEO host of the Sam Antics Corporation's podcast to rush home, eat very quickly so that we could then record so he could watch the football team on the telly. Is that shit Housery at its best? Please let me know in the comments below. So anyway, who I believe was it? Who was it that wanted to record a day early? Yes, but I yeah, but that is not anything to do with anything I'm doing. I haven't told you, Glenn, the reason why. Yes, you'll probably find out tomorrow. Yes, the way it's going. But yours is because you wanted to watch a rival football team. It's like me as a Watford fan saying, "Oh, sorry, so I'm going to have to record," you know hours earlier today because i want to go and watch luton town but it's a very thing to add the, the game last week was the best champions league game ever yeah that doesn't help your international podcast listeners does it but this week is going to be as good well i think we're gonna to have to agree to disagree on this one so far. anyway uh it's now time to cross the bridge of anger <laughs> and go and visit our friend sagrava in story time with sam yeah, so gather around, everyone. <laughs> I can't wait to listen, listen to that bit back. Uh, so, first things first. We've got two things for you today. The first is actually a slight fuck-up slash embarrassing moment from my own life. And, Fantastic. Um, we love them. And the other is a story from Reddit, as per usual. So, hey. the fuck-up from my life. So, earlier on... I was on a um, a video call, like a meet, a proper a professional meeting um, with my manager um, and a couple of other people. So we were, we were just sat and we're having this discussion over Google Meets. And the, you know, there's when there's like when you're in any meeting, people are talking, and then the one topic stops, and there's like a pause. And then another topic starts. Hmm. Well, I I decided like as I could hear, feel like the topic was ending, I um, undid a bottle of water and I decided to have a drink of it. Um, now I don't know if I thought I was on mute or it was just over tiredness. However, I may or may not have said in a professional meeting after I 
I'd finished my drink in this pause between topics. Oh, that's some good quality H2O right there. I was just. Uh, <laughs> I honestly don't know. It's um a quote from The Water Boy, which is an Adam Sandler film. But uh, yeah, I I, I, can't, I, I don't know. I, I have to go into the office tomorrow as well with these people because when they signed off, they signed off and said, "Enjoy your H two O." So I can't. I can't even get away from it. Oh, so cool. This is why you should always make sure that you know what you're doing in a yeah. professional aspect. And never, ever, 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 and I mean ever, say, that's some good quality to well right there. No, not in that voice either. <laughs> uh, oh, so yes, that was the absolute fuck-up from my life. Now, moving on to someone else's fuck-up. Hey! So this... I just need to take a sip of H2O. Good quality H2O right there. <laughs> anyway, crack on. Okay, so the title of this is Am I the Arsehole for Calling My Fiancé a Jerk? Okay, before you start, Sokoa, I'm mm. really, really sorry. I'm really desperate for a wee, and I thought I could... Go on. Thank you. I would be literally two minutes. That's 50p, please. Could you could you please start, you know, talking badly about me while I'm not in the room? Yes. Okay. Um Yes. Yes. This is majorly awkward because I don't actually have a bad word to say about my diet. Um instead I'm gonna do a public service announcement. And the public service announcement is this. To quote the Queen Bee. Be as in Beyonce, all the single ladies, listen up. Matt Dyer has an international podcast, has eyes you can swim in, and has a personality which is the absolute dream of any man. And honestly, I think... Maybe he's got uh, an absolute brat verse in his trousers. So get on that. Get in contact at Salma Antics on our Instagram. And uh, let's get a conversation started, shall we? SC, I extend my sincere apologies. What did, what did you talk to the viewers about? Uh, just how much of an absolute bastard you are, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, you can have fun. You can have fun uh, listening back I to that one. Editing that. Lovely. Yes. Okay, well, do you want to uh, crack on? I will crack on. Well, crack on, then. Yeah, I'll just wet in the old whistle. <laughs> it took, like, five minutes to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cool. Okay, here we go. 
So the title is, Am I the Arsehole for Calling My Fiancé a Jerk? Right. My, hang on, wait, hang on, I'll rephrase it. I'm a 28-year-old female. Let's <laughs> see, here we go. And my fiancé, 38 male, so there's a 10-year 10 10 age gap there, that proposed to me last week. We've been dating for two years, and he has a 15-year-old daughter from a previous marriage. Her mum, unfortunately, passed away five years ago. I also have a six-year-old son. When my fiancé and I started to date, I noticed that his daughter had the master bedroom in his house, and I found it weird, because I've never seen a child taking over the master, master bedroom before. But he brushed it off, saying that the house was hers, so it was normal that she slept there, with no further explanation. I thought he meant as in inheritance from when she passed away, which was still weird because my fiancé is alive. But either way, I didn't say anything because we were only beginning and I knew it wasn't my business. Now that we're engaged, I said that I wanted to move here and live together for a while before we decided on a wedding date. He said that we could do, we could do it or we could get our own house now because we will have to do it regardless. I asked what was wrong with this house and he said nothing, but that it was his, that it was his daughter's. To be honest, this is where I started to get a little mad. I said it wasn't fair. He called it his daughter's house when we were about to get married and he was supposed to adopt my son. So now the house should be theirs and not only hers. I also said I wanted his daughter out of the master, master bedroom because it's ours. He got a little nervous and he said that the house really belonged to his late wife. And when she passed, the house became his daughter's. He has enough money for maybe 60% of the house, but that we will have to pay off the rest together. I was shocked and said that he could ask his daughter for the house because she's only 15 and he is her dad. But he said, no, it was his daughter's. I got angry and called him a jerk because he should, he should have told me the truth before. And he said that it's not like we will be homeless or anything like that. We still have three and maybe four after that because his daughter will leave for college. He said he's always known he has to move out. And that's why he saved. I asked what else belonged to his daughter. And I didn't know that I didn't know of. And he said that his car, a 2020 Kia, the car that I always use, will be hers when she leaves for college. I called my jack again for good measure and left with my son to my parents' house. I... And when I told my family, my brother laughed because I talked and acted like a gold digger and called me an arsehole. I feel betrayed and lied to. But am I really the arsehole? I personally think I'm justified. So Reddit, am I the arsehole? Hmm. That's interesting, so far. Yeah. From, uh, from a reader's perspective, what's your, uh, what's your, what's your gut instinct here? Um, I think it's a weird dynamic purely because legally the, the house is obviously in his daughter's name. Um, but in terms of like mortgages and stuff, I'm not uh, obviously not a lawyer or um, know anything about property law or anything like that. Um, but You're doing it on podcasts then, get out. 
Oh, very true. <laughs> um, but no, my, my, the thing that would confuse me is surely if there's a mortgage involved, the mortgage would have to be in his name for him to pay the mortgage each month because he will have income coming in. Whereas a 15 year old wouldn't have had that from the age of 10. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no way that there is money drawn unless the inheritance from no, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, also, I guess I could understand that if the ex-wife put in the, the sorry, the late wife put in her will, it's go to her. And if she died, it would go, it would go to her daughter. Mm. Um, I would have thought that they would have had a mortgage together. So he would still be named on the mortgage. So he would still have control of the house, but her share of the house would go to the daughter. So it's still technically his house. But yeah, I mean, to be honest, fair play to him for standing by his principles and saying, no, this is, this is my daughter's house. She, so as the homeowner, she has the master bedroom and he wants to provide for his daughter. So he's giving her a car, a 2020 Kia. Didn't say how big the car is, or which Kia it is, but, so we know that it's a new car. Um, so yeah, it's, I can't be mad at him. I do think that though for her, it's, she's not looking at the whole picture. Yes. No. Okay. On the one hand, she's very much, um, she's very much saying, look, she's a child still. We're adults. What adults usually sleep in the master bedroom. Um, okay, fine. And I do get the, her comment on saying that, well, you're about to get, you're about to adopt my son. You're going to put him on the lease as well. Are you going to put him on the mortgage or whatever it is or the, the deed? Are you going to put him on there as well? Because he's going to be as much your son as your daughter is. However, it's come through inheritance from his late wife. So I personally, I personally think that, yeah, it's, um, she is the arsehole here. What do you think? Uh, well, pretty much the same, to be honest. Uh, you know, it's come from the, uh, the, uh, the, the past wife, unfortunately. Um, mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, if, if those are what her wishes were, you have uh, did, to respect it that. was in the will, wasn't it? Was it in the will? Uh, yeah, from the from how it's been phrased, it looks as though it is fully from inheritance from the mother, so it's yeah. gone through from her will. Then, um, unfortunately, they don't really have a land on, does she? Um, you know, it's, no. So, I'm, I'm gonna, I think we're both going to say not the asshole. On, oh, we're on calling that. her the arsehole of calling him a jerk and getting... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah sorry, he, yeah, is yeah. Not, he is not the arsehole. He no, is you're not right. Arsehole. Um, but what question I've got for you is, what would you do in his situation where you're... Because on the one hand, you have to look after your child. On the other hand, like, look out for your, your daughter. But on the other hand, you've got your fiancé to be wife. I think... Uh, making those demands. Personally, in my opinion, if you've got a relationship that is not 
from the daughter or mm. the son, your child comes first. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like, so, you know, she could say whatever, but if, if, if it's already been agreed that so such is going to happen, then that's, that's what it's going to happen. Unfortunately, you know, your child, your child comes first and, in most situations, most situations in life as well, not just you know inheritance and stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think it's, as as well for us. If you sorry, if if you look at our lives right now, for example, obviously you've got a goddaughter, um, and I've got my got my nephew, and even though both of them are still babies, um, you, you do feel when you have that little bit of more responsibility as like a as an adult, like even though you're not a primary caregiver in that child's life, you are someone who is going to be very much involved in that child's life. And also yeah. you are going to be, um, what's the word when you look up to someone, what's that word called? Influence. Yes. You're going to be a big influence in that child's life. And all of a sudden that responsibility changes something in you as well as also I'm not saying it's as much as like actually having a child, but it's something that's changed, doesn't it? Well, it's like, Kind of like with, with uh, Ruby being my gold daughter, gold daughter, my gold daughter. Like she's not my to that, but I I still treat her like with like gifts and like pocket money and stuff, yeah. as if she is my child. Because you know, potentially, like I'm not saying it would ever happen, and you know, by God, I hope it never happens. But if something yeah. did happen. You know, and I needed to be, you know, the, the time came when so actually, you know, Matt, you're going to have to look after, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's a it's a big thing. So, you know, I, I, although I don't treat her as if she's my own in the sense of like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not her dad. Yeah. You know, I still, when I visit and like bring gifts or whatever, it's as if she is, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does way. make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you treat her as if she is uh, like your flesh and blood. Like you yeah. treat her as if she, not as like your your kid or anything like that. But you you no. treat. Her it's like that. if you are if you are Glenn or Ash, they'd be like, oh, you know, Ruby is like they always they kind they kind of refer to me as like I'm Matt. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is a bit weird because I'm not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But you know they they see me as hopeful. Well, I hope they do. Christ, well, I think I'm they, sure they, they see me as a, a you know a vital role in in her life. To be honest, she's going to see me you know quite a lot while she's growing up and uh, into the future because I'm such good friends with obviously her mum and dad. So yeah, yeah, and I think that if if you if you are that person in that person's life and you 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 are that in that influential role influential position you need to hold yourself to a bit of a higher standard than you would have done if you weren't in that situation yeah and just to loop it back around to the story um if you are um the the primary female in a female teenager's life let's be honest that 15 year old daughter They've been dating for two years. So that female, that that 15-year-old daughter from the age of 13, from the start of her teens, a turbulent time in 
any child's life, let alone a woman who's starting to get um, like her periods and things like that, to have that person treat your, you and your mother with such disdain and disrespect by going against the whole sort of dynamic and situation that you have is just not, in my opinion, is in my opinion. Um, there are some, there are some comments, but I'm only going to read one because this sort of, it kind of sums everything up. Uh, so it's, you're the arsehole. He told you the house belonged to his daughter that you chose not to ask what he meant and assumed he really owned it. That's your own fault. You, you deceived yourself. It is her inheritance from her dead mother and you want a share of it. The girl has already lost her mother, but that's not enough. You are now demanding a share of her inheritance. Go to the people her mother never met. How can you think that's reasonable? Yeah, that's a fair comment. That's so grubber. Will I mm. lie? And just to round this off, Matt Dyer. Um, so this was posted. So I had something else lined up for the podcast. Then I found uh, this. Uh, I think it was this morning when I was going to, when I was just uh, perusing through Reddit while I was bored. Great this posted, This was posted 14 hours ago. What, that, that thing? This was posted 14 hours ago, yeah. Oh my God, we found a recent one, so probably not one from five years. Yep. And Matt Dyer, there is an edit. Oh. Hello. What, from 14 hours ago? Yep. Go on. So edit. He saw the post. Dot, dot, dot. No need to keep commenting. He'll come tomorrow to get his ring and his car. Things are over. So there's only one one thing to do. Yeah. (laughs) I'm clapping, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah honestly the man has done the right thing and um i think the the final nail in the coffin for him is clearly she's gone to reddit to do this um but because the situation is so unique it's really really a unique situation there's like there's not going to be many situations like this that like out there no he would have known straight away he would have gone right and the fact that she's even said like Kia twenty twenty car, and oh um, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah. Um, she's pretty got clear. sort of gone, gone round, you know, taken bits out. It's pretty no. clear what it is. So all I can imagine is he got straight on the old blower, went straight up, straight on the phone to her, and just were like, no, 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 no. See you later. <laughs> See you later. So more of the story. Um, don't be a dick. Yeah, just don't be a dickhead. Be, be just more understanding and live up to the station which you are in, in your life. And in this situation, she didn't, in my opinion. And that's all we've got time for this week. Oh, no. You're, you're dreading me. No, you're not dreading. Oh. You're, you're joking oh, me. Goodness gracious me. <laughs> and that is all we've got time for this week. Oh, you're great. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Go on, again, go, again. go again. And that is all we've got time for this week. Oh, you're joking me. No way. Oh, I know. I know. But 
if one week is too long to wait to listen to mine and Matt's voices, there is ways you can listen to it. Matt Dyer, please take it away. Well, it seems that many people have been going back and listening to previous episodes, because I can confirm that we are now on 1,100 listens. So, you know, we, we could be at 2,000 very quickly, considering that only last week we were on 1,000. Yeah, it's literally been a week. Anyway, so, yes. uh, social media is at Sama Antics for the old Instagram. It's at Sama Antics for the old TikTok. It's the Sama Antics podcast for the old Facebook. And if you really want to be a old person... Why don't you so? No, no, not Bebo. Uh, uh, oh, MySpace. Bebo. No, not MySpace. A BBM. No, not BBM. Uh, what's it called? An email. Send oh, an yeah, that's e- it. To Sam Antics Podcast at gmail.com. I thought he was going to go through the whole fax machine and. <laughs> you want to send us a telegram? Fa- send us a fast smile at. <laughs> send, oh, us one. A, send us a smoke signal. Just above. <laughs> Find the plumpest pigeon you can and get him to fly. Her, it could be a her, it's the century. Get him to fly over the Atlantic with a little note that says, you need to be cancelled. Please well, don't we'll cancel us. Please don't cancel us, yeah. Um, but, yes, all that's left to say is, we'll chat to you next week. Maybe, if I'm here. I haven't quite decided. <laughs>